The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. I don't feel great and my kids said that I look tired and they never say that. So why do you then jump straight to COVID? Like you wrote to me and said, I got COVID. I think I got I, COVID. No, I Let's said I might have COVID. <laughs> I might have COVID. It doesn't matter. I think I have COVID and I might have COVID. It's the same thing. And the point was that you sent that to me and you said, can we record early? And I did not even ask you how you're feeling. Why do you think you have COVID? Because this is what you tell me every other week. Every other week, you and your kids get tested and mm-hmm. you think you have COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I was like, oh, here we go again. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Now this is going on on record. And guess what, bitch? Now I'm definitely going to have COVID, okay? And then I'm going to feel like super guilty. I'm going to feel so bad. You're going to die on me. And I'm going to have this podcast by myself. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to die. I'm just saying I might have COVID. (laughs) The reason why I feel like I do is because I did go to the city this weekend and we were in like a no, restaurant. I'm coughing. Oh my god, Sorry. no, you're coughing. Great. I'm giving it to you from the, uh, from the phone. From the phone. From the computer. 
Yeah. On the mic. Go I ahead. don't even know what words I'm saying. You know why? I, I don't know if it's because just Because you like, have COVID. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm saying because I have COVID. Okay. Uh, it's all fun and games until your co-host dies. Okay. <laughs> that, did you get it at the farm? Did you get it at, you know, the pumpkin farm? Uh, no, I think that I think if anything, it was probably at the restaurant in the city. Even though like, you know, in New York City, you're required to have a vaccination to enter any mm-hmm. restaurant. So everybody I know. I bet it was that guy that made you pay for everybody. <laughs> God, I hope not. And if you haven't heard that story, you got to get on a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, crazy actually, story. Ooh, great way to promote our Patreon. Look at you. Um, yes, go to our Patreon to hear a captivating story about my weekend. But yeah, I went to I went out to dinner in the city on the weekend. So I feel like if anything, I probably got it there. We don't know you have it though. Stop saying. Stop assuming you already okay, have I'm it. I'm saying if I, but I'm saying if I caught anything at all, it probably yeah. is because of socializing, essentially. Yeah. Um, or because I've got two small kids in school, and mm-hmm. so they may have given it to me, and they've been perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I got hit by a train last night. Like even last night, we were recording our Patreon episode, and I was like, "I'm gonna fall asleep as soon as this ends." And it, yeah. you know what? I know that I wasn't well because I put up our Patreon right, mm-hmm. and then somebody sent me a message on our Patreon saying, "Aren't these audios muted?" <laughs> Sarah Gibbs, thank you so much. So then I went and I looked it up. I uploaded the wrong file. I just like, up- I only uploaded my audio into the Patreon. And I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. But yes, like that, I know I'm not okay if I'm making mistakes like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so. like odd for you. I mean, you're like so obsessed with the audio. and the, <laughs> Exactly. Like, if, if at any point I take over doing the editing for this uh, show, you the audience will notice a big <laughs> because I'm not doing any of this editing shit. I'm going to be like putting it directly up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so hopefully I don't have COVID, but I do feel really tired. Honestly, it could just be because of that slutty buddy butthole I had in uh mm, That was two on the days, city. three days ago. I don't know. Maybe but, I'm still recovering. I mean, the recipe you sent me was awesome. I wanted, yeah, it's Rosé Prosecco, St. Germain. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. And vodka mm-hmm. and some berries. That sounds awesome. Or as the ladies in New Jersey say, vodka. Vodka. No, yeah. they don't say vodka. They say vodka. Vodka. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a vodka. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about Real Houses of Potomac and Real mm-hmm. Housewives of Salt Lake City today. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Potomac first? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about Candace's song? I thought it was uh, it was great. I don't I don't I think of all the songs of Housewives that Housewives have sung. Mm-hmm. Other than Candy Burris, I guess. This was one of the best. I actually don't mind it. It's a little earworm. I love yeah. it. It gets stuck in yeah. my head. Like, I love it. Play it when in the gym, you know, when you're on the treadmill or something. It you saying fast. I need to work out? No. <laughs> I just came back from working out, if you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is why. And I am not working out now, guys. Yes. After it's 18 a- months, 19 <laughs> months, I you're have start started working out. It. So I'm going to start talking about it more. Mm. Great. <laughs> Now you're going to be that bitch that starts talking about working out. But you might, you can say that I'm going to quit in three weeks. You can <laughs> start betting two weeks, three weeks. This is week one and I'm hurting all over. Oh. And I'm already not, the trainer is already going on his vacation for four days. So there's going to be a four day gap. And he's like, 
So I'm already thinking, ah, uh, yeah, when we come back, we may not meet up again. <laughs> that might be the end of it. Oh. But yeah, so he said he'll give me all the workout and I need to do it at home. I'm like, do you know, why do I need to come to you if I had self-motivation? I don't Yeah, what? I'm going on vacation, so I'm going to make you do this workout at home? No, yeah, you're going like, on I'll vacation, that means I go on vacation, sir. Right. Okay, back yeah. to Potomac. Candace is making her, this episode, she makes her, her little music video for Drive Back. Mm-hmm. The ladies show up with yeah. a cameo. Ashley visits her family to have like a strange conversation about Michael as usual. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, Mia does a lot, which was really annoying, but I need to mm-hmm. talk about the shining star of this episode, which some might think is going to be Dorothy's, but actually it's Grace. Grace, yes. Giselle's daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Giselle and her daughter go on a, a – go. they hit the road. You know yes. what? They, 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 oh, they hit <laughs> they the open road. Hit- they hit the open road in that weird ass fucking Gucci car. Mm-hmm. I'm from New Jersey, okay? I'm from New Jersey. Gucci and animal print, it streams through my blood, okay? And even I think that this car is hideous. <laughs> it's so gross. This is like circa Teresa Judai's 2010. Like even Teresa's moved on. Okay, honestly, I don't even think Teresa is this tacky. And she had literal angel wings, gilded gold (laughs) angel wings on her door. Okay? Even even Teresa wouldn't. The Mm. funniest part of this was they go on this, like, hit the the open road, meaning they just go to, like, a parking lot to drive around cones. Mm And it's so funny because Grace is going to kill one of the cats. Like, the, the crew of Potomac <laughs> has been through so much. They had to deal with Michael Darby. They had to yes. deal with Monique. Now they've got Grace behind the wheel ready to kill a cameraman. <laughs> I know. I know. Give them all raises. Give them oh, all every- raises. <laughs> Everybody gets a raise. 10%, 20%. Give them all bonuses. Because this is like they're putting their lives on the the line to get this footage i know yeah but also like online some people were like why don't she why don't she just hire somebody to help her drive and all of that and i was thinking it's like driver's ed person to teach grace and i was thinking to myself she probably does and this is the you know it's the pandemic and they probably couldn't at that point or she had it and she still wanted to drive around with grace because what other storyline does giselle have this that's it that's the thing yeah it's like why would giselle pay a pay uh i mean i'm sure she does have a driver's ed person but last year was like trying to build a uh, dumb house and putting like purple on her walls that was like past couple of years and then her boyfriend slash ex came and went so it was like driving to pick him up at the airport and driving to drop him off at the airport yes. and that was it yes so giselle's personal storyline has to revolve around something silly like this so. it's grace's learner's permit mm-hmm. she was like how many more times can my daughter fail i bet she told grace she was like grace yeah. don't pass it yeah i need to keep a storyline going <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Grace is more nervous and I would be too if I if if I were like learning and I had like three cameras catching every mistake I make. 
I would also try to kill a cameraman. Yeah. I'd be like, hell yes. no, you're not getting this footage. Especially if you, you know, as growing up, I had anxiety. I would, I would be an anxious wreck driving yes. with somebody, yes. too many people and so many cameras on me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Giselle's like, oh my God, Grace, you're going to wreck this car. And I was like, Grace. Please do. Re- please do. Yeah. If you know what's good for your family, you're going to wreck that hideous Gucci car. Yeah. Ashley visits her family. Oh, my God. They have this conversation. It's so – it cracks me up because <sighs> Ashley always comes in with her, like, giddy, awkward smile and lugs in her babies. She sits down at the table, and then she's like, guys – Every single time she's like, you won't believe what my fucking crazy ass husband did. And they all look at her like, again, with Michael? Again, right. Again. She has only two conversations with her family. One Mm -hmm. is about Michael and what a new and horrific thing that he's (laughs) done recently or is going to do. Mm -hmm. And then the other conversation she has is about her body parts. (laughs) And about her vagina. And then oftentimes it also ends with her pointing and showing off parts of her body <laughs> like she in the last last year and the year before she was like walk in with the kids tell everybody michael cheated but they're still working it out he doesn't mean it and then yeah. pop a boob out and yeah feed the talk kid. about your torn up asshole torn up asshole while nursing the child mm-hmm. and this year it's like she is literally pointing out she's crotching and pointing out to her vagina and saying that her innards are coming out it's like a little <laughs> bubble in her vagina that's like so basically the inner tissue is like please please we watched it we watched it like oh my god i was i was like oh and they're all sitting around eating having mimosas and drinking And not even, one of them is shocked. No, not even, one of them is grossed out. No, even Uncle Uncle Lump's wife, Monica, yeah. she says, "You nasty girl." Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, but also the other conversation they have about Michael. She's like, "Yeah, we have a nanny," and he's like, like "And you're she's not pretty, but I had to trust him, and we still got a pretty nanny." And it's like the entire family is like, "Girl, why?" Yeah. <laughs> making us sit here and act like this isn't a big deal yeah (laughs) you know what it's actually quite entertaining (laughs) look at me i'm cracking up you are cracking up at me like the reliving it but when you watched it it was horrific i know i know i don't understand the family dynamics there and how they can just sit back it's, is, is Michael's money that important to Uncle Lump and everybody else? Well, because like, you know what? They... Here's the thing. If <sighs> Sheila's not being taken care of through Ashley and Michael mm-hmm. Darby, it's Uncle Lump who's going to have to take care of Sheila. Right. And so Uncle Lump's got to bite that tongue and say, <laughs> okay. Do what you gotta you do. You know, girl. Monica's Just like, your family's it. crazy. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Lump is like, your family's nuts. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. And- Taking care of them. So yeah. let Ashley fondle those weird old Australian balls. Yeah. And at least then we won't have to what take care she of Sheila. What ages? Like 68? What she said she he's 61. 61, yeah. He's yeah. older than Candace's mother. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are we really 
he's gross. Why? Why? Why can't Ashley just be a friend off and come and start the pod when she we need her to, and then just disappear? I really, I really don't want to talk about Michael. I know, I know. Well, let's not talk about Michael. Let's talk about Wendy and Karen's candles. Yeah. So Karen is saying. So Karen counts it. One, two, three, three wicks. One, two, three wicks. Three. She she makes sure she's like, yep. It had three. She counts it. So if you missed it, I did do a Ladam unboxing on our Instagram. So you can get a sense from me what that smells like. And then you can decide whether or not you would want a candle with three wicks so that that smell can permeate through your entire living space. Yes. Instead of just the toilet, like she sees the restroom that yeah. Wendy's candle is going to go into because Basically, it has one yeah. wick. I didn't know that one wick candle goes into a smaller room and three weeks goes into a bigger room i i didn't know that yeah oh i didn't know that i was like oh is that why we have three weeks did you also not know that peanuts come in shells i knew that but i also didn't understand why you needed three weeks we need to talk about what we missed last week which was that karen wants to be called diamond instead of grandma yes and there's a peanut brand called Diamond, like a nut brand called Diamond. So she's like <laughs> the Mrs. Diamonds of peanuts. Like Mr. Move over, peanut Mr. Planters. Peanut. Move over, Mr. Planters. Mr. Peanut Here or comes whatever Mrs. Your name is. Mrs. Diamond. Is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wendy is sitting with her one wick candle and she gives Eddie a dissertation about candles. And Eddie's just like, listen, man, how much is this going to cost our family? And then we yeah. learned that Wendy, while a professor, she can't do math. Arthi, do you have anything to say about that? So here's the here's what I was as the resident PhD on the it, podcast, and I have not just a resident PhDs. I listen to pitches, business pitches all day long. <laughs> um, and I can tell you that Wendy needs a lot of help, but mm-hmm. I also can tell when somebody is faking it, and I felt like Wendy was faking it for the cameras. Mm. Like everybody knows what a pro forma is. If you're starting with a business, you know, financials, especially when Eddie didn't even say financials. He said pro forma, like she knew the word, which is again, you know, you don't say pro forma Mm. to somebody coming off the street. You explain to them what that means. It's the financials, five-year projections and things like that of how much money you're going to, what is the cost of goods and what is your revenue and doing that projection. And she knew what that meant. And she mm-hmm. knew what Eddie was asking for. Mm-hmm. This whole thing was staged for the camera. It was just a storyline because I am 100% sure she's she has a business plan of sorts. Yep. And I'm 100% sure she knows how much money is, has gone in. First of all, she's an immigrant. She knows every <laughs> dime, okay? There's no way. Yes. I would accept it from... Karen and anybody else who was born here, but if you are, if you have immigrant genes, if you have immigrant parents, mm-hmm. listen, you know every penny and what's gone in mm-hmm. and what's going to mm-hmm. come out, and you've already stressed out about it. Okay. Yeah. And unlike Wendy playing dumb for camera because everybody said that she was too boring and too smart, mm-hmm. like Wendy, if you're listening, she's not. Don't dumb yourself down like that. Like it actually makes you seem like a loser. 
like for right. you to do that. It's not right. cute. It's not cute. I, I hate, I hate <sighs> that this is like, like Mia kind of does it too, honestly. Like when mm-hmm. they put on a voice or when they pretend to be stupid or they want to be like, ditzy cute girl. Like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're a professor with yeah. four degrees. You yeah. know what you're doing. And stop yeah. trying to make us think that you have no idea what you're doing. You have written thesis and you know what the what goes into it. You have done analysis of stuff. You know yeah. what goes in, how to prep for it. Basically, that's what the business plan is. You look at all the market and see where where do you fit in? Why do you why would anybody buy your stuff versus somebody else's stuff? And how are you gonna market and how much it's gonna cost? Simple as that. Everybody knows that and everybody puts that. And if she has even Googled it one time, she would have found all the stuff that she needs to put together in a slide deck. So she's just making this up. And you can tell from the way Eddie is talking. He's like, I'll help you and I'll be there and don't yeah. worry. It's just, yeah. That he was complimenting her. He was supporting her. It, this, as opposed to her getting uh, plastic surgery and all that, this felt like they were showing that yes. they are very supportive of each other and there's nothing there's no trouble in their marriage yes agreed. this was the scene that felt like that robin goes looking for warehouse space because <laughs> apparently she's been working out of her mother's office and she asks Juan to be nice to her okay so i couldn't tell who was sleepier in that scene i can't tell you what happened in that scene because i was the sleepiest watching that scene. <laughs> <laughs> robin does <laughs> they go to this it's not a warehouse. It's like a maker space mm-hmm. in uh, here in um in Maryland and it's where there's a lot of maker space and incubators for startups. And that's what that was and she could have gotten a room there and assistance with loading and all of that. So she would get she didn't have to do it out of her mother's house. But she dragged one to this mm-hmm. he looked like he was about to fall asleep maybe it was late in the afternoon beyond his time it's robin's peak hour of uh, activity it's one's least peak hour of activity yes. they were like so not all there they talk and she wants him to be nice about it. she's like stop being co- being a coach to me Yes. And that's what I'm I was saying when I first when that first thing came around and he was like that's very unattractive and everybody was going off on one and to some extent I actually got it because I felt like he was treating her like he would treat his boys that's how he talks all day long Mm -hmm. to all his boys and all of the all of his players so so basically he agrees that he's going to be nicer to her. Yeah. Yeah. Again staged. Super staged. Super Super staged. staged. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Anytime Juan comes on, it's okay. Yeah. Another stage conversation was Mia. So Mia Mm. is in her home Mm. doing something. And uh, her her husband is there. She starts basically talking shit about Candace because Mm -hmm. she's obsessed with this idea that Candace casually calls her husband her husbander. Yeah. I'm sure Candace has an actual manager, guys. Right. She probably has. She actually said that too in one of the scenes or maybe online. I don't know. She said, I have a business manager. Yes. I call him my husbander because he manages me and my emotions and my. Yes. That's literally. Getting me up and getting me to places. So basically he's our personal assistant. Basically. (laughs) 
but she doesn't want to give him that title, so she's giving yeah. him husbander. Whatever. Yeah. It's just a casual way of saying things. Doesn't mean he actually has a title and he's working for but her. But Mia is obsessed. She's obsessed yeah. with his idea. Every chance she gets to be on TV, she has to talk about Candace and her husband and how he's a husbander, and she constantly keeps projecting her own personal experience with her husband on to Candace. And, and the other thing that drives me crazy about Mia is that she, like Teresa, says words that don't make any sense. So she says, <laughs> when you have a husbander, it can cause tension in work and then it can cause tension in the bedroom. And then, you know, if the bedroom is lacking, then the marriage is going to flunder. <laughs> What's a flunder? <laughs> it's when you fail to plunder. <laughs> Or I choked on my COVID. Um, She also said, like, she's like, she's now the new disaster on social media. Yes. She said something about something about. Actually, I'm enjoying Mia now. Now that I put her into this pocket of the dunce of this show, I'm actually enjoying her. She is the dunce of this show that I'm going to enjoy watching and laughing at. Yes. Yes. Nothing she says makes any sense. Ever. Nothing. Nothing. So she's talking to her husband, and her husband is just another one who's just nodding along. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, sure. Mm-hmm. Go on. Whatever. Give me this check from Bravo as you film mm-hmm. me doing nothing. Yeah. And she tries to pin her experience with her husband on Candace as a reason why you should separate work and mm-hmm. your marriage. Now, here's mm-hmm. the thing, Mia. Your your husband you worked with, quote unquote, because he financed your franchises mm-hmm. through his connections of already having franchises. Yeah. Candace's husband isn't somebody who, like, works in music or music videos. The dude is a chef. Like, yeah. And Candace has her own money. You're talking about yeah. two very different relationships. You right. married G because he's a rich dude with access to lots of things. I'm sure she loves him too. But there's other reasons right. why you married this old man. Yeah. Candace didn't marry Chris for that. And I wish that people would understand that also. Like, rather than looking at that as like actually a love between them, it's very much yeah. talked about like it's a negative thing. And you saw that in the photo shoot later because yeah. immediately it's that Chris is riding candace's coattails oh chris is so mean to candace chris didn't do this chris didn't do that it's like why it's it's going backwards i mean if you are a true if you they all people all the people that are doing this also claim to be feminists right yes if you are a feminist Mm -hmm. candace can go and make all the money she wants and she can pursue her dreams and can make more money than chris and Chris can take breaks in his career and do whatever as long as that doesn't break up their marriage and as long yes. as that doesn't affect their children or people mm-hmm. dependent on them. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. does it matter that Chris doesn't isn't making currently making money? By the way, during the pandemic, when the hospitality industry was the yes. worst hit. Yes. Worst exactly. hit. Restaurants yes. and chefs were the worst hit. And so he's trying to do what he can 
to keep his career going, why does it matter that he is not making, he's not, he doesn't have a regular job? Yep. You want men to give you all the freedom and treat you as equal, but also want men to make more than you, take yep. care of you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, it's hard to have both. You yes. can have both. You can maybe. and you should. And, and here's but, the other thing. If, but if, if a man doesn't make as much as the woman, it doesn't matter. My best friend is a top scientist. Mm-hmm. Her husband, he used to, run um a franchise for moving franchise movers and getting mm-hmm. rid of your heavy furniture and all of that stuff mm-hmm. he had a franchise he didn't make as much he went to school while she was making money he mm-hmm. got his he's getting his master's now now he's moving into a business development position she moved wherever she, her career took her and he went with her and it doesn't mean that they are not equal in their marriage it just so happens that he stays home and watches the kids more than she does because yeah. she's so too busy. That's how it works out, and it's worked out perfect for them. Yeah, and There's also, no sh- if, like, why if tomorrow, do you shame a man for that? If tomorrow Chris didn't have a job at all and made no mm-hmm. money, and Candace wanted to pay for everything for her husband because that's her husband, mm-hmm. that would be okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's their dynamic, and it works. It's, it's just okay it's so for un- a man to be a stay-at-home dad, by the way. Yeah. Or stay-at-home husband. It's okay it- as long as that's accepted and that's okay I mean, with Mia, the woman. And you would think that Mia would get it since she yeah. keeps talking about being the boss babe in the family right. and now her husband gets to stay home with the kids. Right. So why is it that that's okay for you, Mia, with your husband who made the money? He- it's okay for him to retire, but it's mm-hmm. not okay for him to just stay at home because yeah. – he right. works in he, right. for whatever reason and whether it's whatever he's doing as not being good like he's doing a perfectly respectable thing yes teaching cooking classes online during a pandemic yes he's doing exactly what he should be doing what exactly what other chefs were doing at that time yes now mia also meddles because dorothy or Dottie, Ms. Dottie, Candace's mm-hmm. mother shows up at the photo shoot just ready to start shit. She's like, yeah. move over, Mama Joyce. Here I come. Yeah. She just comes in. She talks shit about Chris to anybody who'll listen, from Giselle to Mia to Karen. When- Karen is uncomfortable. Mia laps it up. She loves it. Ugh. Mia's like, yum, yum, yum. Give it to me. Yeah. It was hilarious because she talks shit. I think it's – is it Wendy that goes and tells – Oh, no, yeah, it's Escala. So yeah, it's Escala says, and Wendy that go and tell so, Robin. Yeah, so Escala says, why do? You, why is that a problem? And she's she actually confronts Dorothy about it a couple of times. You know, immediately gives it right back at Dorothy. Wendy hears it and she's like, oh, shit, I'm not going to get involved. I don't want to hear. I'm going to walk away. And then Karen tells, tries to tell Dorothy that, listen, we are mic'd up. Don't say this thing. We're mic'd up. Yeah. You know that we are mic'd up. And it after a second, after a couple of times of that, Karen realizes, no, Dorothy knows exactly that she's mic'd up. And that's why she's talking. Yes. And then so Karen just backs away. Giselle goes and agrees with Dorothy. Before that, Escala yeah. and Wendy go up to Giselle and Robin and say, you need to handle your friend here. Yeah. yeah she's asking all kinds of questions yeah. to Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah. And Giselle shrugs and goes, I'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Giselle walks over. And she walks over. And talks to Dorothy and says, I said the same thing. I told him that she's writing the cocktail. And she said that you said the same thing. You and I are on the same page, Dorothy. Giselle only starts to really talk shit about Chris after Chris shows up really upset and doesn't bring any food with him. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's like, you're a chef. Bring me food. But that's also, you know, just ask, shut up. He's not obligated to give you food every no, time you see him. No, these women Stop are so that. fucking annoying. God, I can't. Stop that. The, me also. The fact that Giselle even comes there with that horrible, horrible sunglasses. Which Mia has. calls aviators, and they're not. Those not. are not aviators. Those <laughs> those will not fly. They're way too heavy to fly. No, she looks like RoboCop. She does. And she said they're like, what, uh, hater shades or whatever? She- no, <laughs> what? it's a it's a flat no, visor, the man. Mas- yeah, the mask is supposed to go over your nose and mouth, <laughs> not your eyes and nose. <laughs> Mia asks Dorothy her age. Wendy mm-hmm. feels like it's rude. But then Mia goes, so what? It's okay. It's okay for her to be 54. She should own her age. I know I would own my age. I'm like, Mia, you don't even know. We don't no, even know yeah. how old you are. What are you right. talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. One thing that Wendy also did that really pissed me off uh, yeah. is she did that weird, like, in the interstitial or, like, in the um, confessional. Mm-hmm. She did her accent of her mother. Oh, yes. I personally just can't. As a person with parents who have accents, you will never hear me talk about my mother or talk about my parents with an accent. I also cannot do an accent. <laughs> I am. I do what I do. If I'm hanging around with my mother or anybody else with different accents, after a while I start talking like them. Yeah, same. My mind just, I mimic. But I cannot do an accent on command. But also our friend Ray texted me and she said that that accent was horrible yes she said that I, wasn't even yeah. good <laughs> so yeah. she was like it's like i felt like it was the way it was me doing pretending to do an apu accent yes where apu apu's accent was bad enough it was an yes. american version of the indian accent and now i'm trying to do apu yes that's the thing <laughs> i hated it i hated it yeah now, I do have to say that there's this whole thing that happens with the cars and there's all this confusion. Apparently, the cars do show up at some point because they get to do the show photo shoot. But Chris comes in real upset. And I have to point this out. Chris comes in upset and Candace goes, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's mad. And she does yeah. not make eye contact with him. She doesn't yeah. talk to him because she's like, he's an asshole right now and I don't want to have his energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chris himself says, I'm not going to go up to her because yeah. it's just going to throw her off. That was, the I don't most, wanna... that was like... a lovely thing to do. Okay, I don't want to be corny, but like they do drive back to each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They actually get each other so well. He knows what would trigger her and she knows what would trigger him. Yeah. And they do. It works. Wow. That's a good match. I love them. Also, she was on Watch What Happens Live and she finally clocked him for the the body shaming stuff. She said, we can talk about body shaming, but everybody Mm -hmm. body shames. So if we're going to talk about Candace body shaming, we need to talk about everybody body shaming, which is true. And we do want to point out, by the way, that we don't agree with the body shaming. Yeah. Nobody should body shame. But this is also like the name of the game. And also these are not like our best people. Yeah. So. No, no, we are not. This is this is what the other women are making us do. Is they are making us defend Candace? Yes. Which we we in my wildest dreams, I never thought I would be a candy girl. Right? Yeah, she's a little so baby I'm twirl. Like, I'll call yeah. her baby twirl. That's who she yeah. is. She's a little baby Kenya. So also Mia on Twitter was saying something about Chris tossing her salad or something like that. Yeah. And then she, she hashtagged Sue Chef, except she wrote Sue shelf <laughs> that whole that whole tweet or whatever instagram post or whatever 
didn't make any sense. Yeah, she's all, she's now calling for Candace to get fired because she says that Candace is transphobic. And then she says, I pay chess. I don't know if that meant play. <laughs> so it's like me as a disaster on Twitter in another way, which I actually find quite but entertaining. But also the fact that she thinks she can get Candace fired. <laughs> yeah, like you're not going to get Candace fired. Sorry, it's not going to happen, Mia. Sorry. After just one year, especially yeah. after Candace got beat up at her mm-hmm. workplace, her workplace mm-hmm. is not gonna then fire her. That yeah, doesn't sorry. happen. No. <laughs> now, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We know now that this is all two months before she got arrested. You can really tell the Jen Shaw redemption arc was mm-hmm. really the storyline here, right? They were the whole thing was about Jen had a breakdown, her family confronted her, and yeah. now she's going to build all the way back. Except except for um Meredith and um Brooks. She's yeah. still gonna be the same old Jen Shah when it comes to them. But yes. with everybody else, she's so sorry. She's trying to be a better person. I find I mean, she's pulling out, out Ramadan. <laughs> Okay, I, I well, this, uh, this con artist, this con Ooh. artist is besmirching Ramadan. As soon as she started talking about Ramadan, I was like, I'm out. I mm-hmm. cannot. She also uses her nephew to like gas herself up about her, the charity, how charitable she is. And yeah, all this she shit. herself like, says that when he reached out and said that he was, her, he and his family were in danger or had to get out of where they were, she ignored them for months. <laughs> months and then she went and got him and now she has him on camera mm-hmm. and so she wants to apologize even though she's probably apologized already a fake apology already mm-hmm. now she wants to do another fake apology in front of the camera yep now i have to say it's some balls for stew chains to be on on tv mm-hmm. right now with gentra because at this point I'm pretty sure Stu knew what was coming. Yeah. He knew. I, th- I, I mean, she knew too, because it was months before that, that 10 of her associates were arrested and many of them took plea deals. Yeah. So she, both of them knew. They just thought that they wouldn't be touched. Yeah. That happened in, at the end of 2019 and this is yeah. filming 2020. So they, they knew. knew. They knew. She calls Heather to hang out. Heather's like, this is awkward, but I'm going to do it because I need she's the camera She's not going to fold. She says she's, she's not, not going to fold. fold. Mm. Mm. She's she's strong, strong at heart. Mm. Nope. She folds like a <laughs> delicious New York slice of pizza. Yeah. It was so fast. So, so fast. Smooth. She just so fast, down. so smooth. Now Meredith explains the situation with Jen to her husband Seth, and Meredith is losing it and she's so hyped up, but she's so fillered and she's so Botox though. <laughs> I'm like, Meredith, you're that gonna was, pop. I know. <laughs> that was that was so interesting for me to watch. I think it was interesting for her husband to watch too. <laughs> I think he was like, what's going on? Your face is melting. I have no idea. I've never seen you show this much passion for anything ever. What is happening? Is this acting? Is this something you're doing for Bravo? What's going on? It was a lot. I mean, she. it was like she must have had like four or five cups of coffee and had some ca- caffeine shots for her to wake up that much. Yeah, she was really <laughs> riled up. <laughs> now, I have to say this again, knowing full well that I will regret it being on record, but I love Mary M. Cosby. Oh, my God. Can we talk about how I felt with that? I, I, 
I mean, I had such warm feelings for her. So many warm feelings. I felt like I, I love this kooky lady. Yes. She's kooky. She's crazy. She's nuts. Her house is like it's like Charlie's Chocolate Factory. Yeah, in Alice in Wonderland. Yes, it's yeah. very Alice in Wonderland. Yes, it's yes. very Alice in Wonderland, and she's very much like the Queen of Hearts. She's just sitting by herself. Yeah, screaming off of the heads for everybody and nobody. She's surrounded by her, you know, team of cards. They're just empty cards that yes, can get blown yes, away. Yes. Not one of them means anything. And she's sitting with all these the chairs alone in her house. Bananas. Oh my god, bananas! The stuff that she has. She walked through each room that she was showing. She's a hoarder, but yeah. she's a hoarder of fantastical stuff like <laughs> costumes and like stage decorations and stage you know props i love that every single person <laughs> that we've seen interact with mary pretty much besides her son who more or less ignores her mm -hmm. everybody else who comes in is grinning really hard but it's like a grinning and a cringe have you noticed that yes. even even cousin yes. joe cousin big yes. joe comes in he's apparently the worst contractor in the planet her talking about her family yeah it cracked me up. I was like, why are you so likable? <laughs> it was so good. And then, but like he comes and he's cringing. Everybody looks like a little bit scared, right? A little bit scared because they don't know what they're going to find. Are they going to find a dead Robert Senior somewhere I mean, sitting on the chair? Or are they going to find her grandmother stuffed up? <laughs> Where it's like, it's so bizarre. Like, we're forgetting this is a lady who like, there is a video or there is an audio of her screaming at her congregation because they didn't get her birthday cards so like you know she's capable of just flying off the handle so they're like right. we're just gonna come in and make miss mary feel as happy as possible i want like i want like a netflix special documentary just on mary cosby and i want to just just on her as a person mm -hmm. not her church and all of mm -hmm. that shady business none of it I just want to dive deep into the psyche of Mary Cosby and find out why she is the way she is. I want to understand that she doesn't belong to the earth. I totally agree with her. You are alien, ma'am. You're yes. an alien. In the, in the warmest way. Yeah. It reminded me of, remember that show that we watched Buried with the Bernards? It's the way she talks mm -hmm. about her family, Big Joe. Yeah. She's like, he's the best worker, but he's just so slow. But yeah, yeah. that's just my family. And I was like, yeah, look at you. Yeah. She talks okay now she we see her kitchen nook and yeah. her kitchen. It looks like it's been updated since last season. The updates are as we said wild. Do you think Joe did that? <laughs> uh, probably. Or mm. Mary did that herself. <gasps> she was alone by herself. She might have done it all herself. Yeah, she said she's been locked up in this house. She talks about her marriage and her furniture during the pandemic in a very yeah. relatable way. <laughs> Yeah, she says it's outdated, and then she, she said it was stale. Stale. <laughs> I was like, I agree. Think Mary is like, yeah, I think Mary is like extremely lonely, mm -hmm. a very, very lonely individual. She actually reminds me a little bit of Michael Jackson. Mm, like, I can see that with his Wonderland and his, you know, having people around him, not quite fitting in with the rest of the world, not knowing who he is. I feel like Mary is a little bit like that. 
Mm-hmm. And she just feels such an oddball. I want Mary to have a garage sale. I want her to have the a community garage sale outside like Cameron her house. Westcott or somebody. Cameron had, Westcott, had it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I want Netflix to film it. I want her Netflix to just go through every piece of furniture, every piece of memorabilia that she brings out, and ask her why she bought what she bought. She was hilarious. She said that she gave her son advice about girlfriends, and he also she also told him if the vagina smells fishy to be out. And I was like, Mary, wow, look at you. I okay. know. Here's I my know. question. I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. they always flash at this picture of Mary's grandmother holding hands with Jesus, right? Yep. Why is Jesus white? I know. I thought of it the last. I was thinking of it the last time too. When I saw it, I was like, "Why is Jesus white? Why does yeah? It didn't make sense, but that's how Mary's Jesus is white. Because <laughs> guys, Jesus wasn't white. I saw this I saw this TikTok that said what's something that people think is in the Bible but it's actually not in the Bible like one of those yeah. TikTok yeah whatever things and somebody wrote, said white people yeah that's true <laughs> that's true none of you out are there none, none of, of you. you at most of- at most you're going to get some romans and they were even yeah. brown yes they but were not white no no. no they were olive skin yeah no <laughs> Christianity was is not a white religion, but it has become yeah. one. It's just that Christianity got colonized, like everything else. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Lisa Barlow, Jenny go to visit Jen Shaw, and they bring mm-hmm. sewing equipment. They're gonna play. I wrote. They wrote. They're gonna play Project Runway. Project Runway. <laughs> they're gonna make like. <laughs> Pants and Jen Shaw looked at them like, "Are you guys fucking insane?" Tim Gunn just went. Oh. <laughs> Tim, you know that scene of Tim Gunn with his hands around his neck, like yes, I know every scene of Tim Gunn being horrified. Yes, yes, yeah. Tim Gunn would see that and say, "Can I be honest with you? This is yes. this is deeply concerning." That's what he would say. He would yes. put his little little finger on his chin. Now, Lisa in the car on the way over keeps trying to tell Jenny why she and Jen would get along. And she keeps saying all these things. I'm like, Lisa, you just want to say because she's Asian. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, you're so much like her. You're fun. You're stylish. And I'm like, just say it. Just say it because you're Asian. Yeah. Lisa is a collector of the exotic. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that. She's just collecting. She collects people. Now, Jenny, we learned, used to be a wedding singer, which is really Mm -hmm. something. I think I heard some of her vocals on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have wedding singer level and wedding singers. Yeah, I don't don't know if wedding singers are necessarily good. Get a DJ, guys. Just get a DJ. (laughs) Jen has a meltdown when Lisa tells her to apologize to Meredith, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So not so much changed, huh, Mm-mm. Jen? No, yeah. nothing has changed. And Jenny's just sitting there like, ooh, this is the woman that you said that I'm a lot like? <laughs> <laughs> Whitney and Heather go shopping, and Whitney mm-hmm. warns Heather not to befriend Jen. Which not I thought fold. was the most sensible person on the show mm-hmm. is Whitney. 
she did nothing. Yes. She didn't do much so far, other than say that she was she wanted to have more sex, and she dropped cake last week. But yeah, other than that, she hasn't done much. But she seems to be the voice of reason here because she's trying to tell Heather, and she's so right about Heather and Jen's relationship and what it looks like, and she's she's right about telling Heather to stay away from that mess. You don't. Why does Heather need Jen at all? I don't understand why Heather is that needy about that friendship that particular friendship you know weirdly i think that whitney has to be the voice of reason because maybe it's because she's like the youngest one or that she's seen dysfunction in her dad and she recognizes it and she's like why would you deliberately walk into that that's a great point yeah that's a great point now we see jenny at home we didn't really get to talk about jenny last episode Mm. um but jenny's kids are the best okay carlin She's my hero. She's so cute. Like, I have not loved a child this much since Alora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For she's Mary like, not Bruce Lee. I want Parsley. <laughs> like, oh, she's, my God. She is so full of Asian dad jokes. She's full of Asian dad jokes, and I love yeah. her. I love every bit of her. I love I love her so much. The husband wants more kids. I guess that's going to be Jenny's storyline this this season. Jenny, yeah. don't. Don't. No. We, we, be, we know you're not going to have more kids, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Now, I do want to say that Jenny loves her machine guns. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Jenny loves her AKs, honey. She loves her automatic machine guns or whatever you call them. She has AK 47. She's got like those types of. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I don't know if they're AK 47s. But she had AR fifteens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, like one of those. She had uh, a picture of okay. herself um, okay. at the Don't shooting range. Don't want to her anymore now. And it said, "Took the M4 out to the range last night." Now she did say, "Weapon hashtag weapon safety." Mm-hmm. So does that mean that she's learning how to use one safely? I don't know in what world anybody would need an automatic rifle, guys. That's the problem. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having guns. It, I'm just an saying. An M4 is air-cooled, gas-operated, direct impingement, mag- magazine-fed yes. fire carbine. So okay, it's, so it's you, a telescoping you, stock. Yeah, what do you need that for? What do you yeah. need that for? You're, are you are you machine gunning down with magazines a bunch of like deer? No. So that wasn't great for me. That's not personal protection. No, that's it's not war. That's a war weapon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't like. I don't. I don't understand the gun culture here. That's a whole other bonus we have to do. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll take that like, thought to our, our bonus yeah. episode. Subscribe yeah. to our Patreon. Um. Yeah. Whitney's at home. Whitney says that she went nuts on her kids in the morning. And I was like, wow, I really relate to Whitney this season. (laughs) I know. I I like Whitney a lot. I like Mary Cosby a lot. It's very confusing. And I'm like confused and annoyed and irritated by Heather. And I loved Heather last year. Yes. Whitney says that she wants to grow her business and she also wants to have good sex, not robotic sex. And then she shows us what Mm -hmm. robotic sex is like. And I was like, Whitney, Mm -hmm. Whitney, you're winning everybody's heart. Yeah. (laughs) She said like something on Twitter. Like, I think I was out of my body when I did this. Like, I don't know what I was thinking doing this on camera. Yeah. 
Whitney's my age. Yeah. Usually when there's a housewife that's close to my age, I'm like, I'm either going to love them or I'm going to hate them. And I right now I'm liking her. Yeah. Now I we like have a big we have this big meetup with Jen and Heather. They go mm-hmm. to this like icy fortress place, mm-hmm. and Jen is holding Stu's hand, and she says, "She says, Stu, don't let me fall." And I was like, "Come on, Jen." And then she pushes him, and he falls. Yeah, I think that was a moment when Stu was like, "Bitch, I will, I will make sure that you fall," because you know Stu took yeah, a every deal. time his sciatica hurts after that, she, he's been like, "I'm gonna get that bitch." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Heather meets up with Jen, and Jen just blatantly not just denies that she did terrible things, but she cries about it, and then she tries to make herself the victim by blaming the race card. Mm-hmm. As a brown person, this mm-hmm. made me so angry. It actually, I found it offensive. I actually, I was like, this, first you bring up Ramadan, you cunt, and now you're bringing up being brown, and this is the reason why. It's so terrible. She The fact that she brings up race, but also Heather saying calling it a race card was also offensive to me. I was like, don't call it a card. Race is a real thing that you can talk about, but you don't have to. So calling it a race card also means that there is something that we can take out of our pocket and use it whenever we want and doesn't impact us at all times, at all all day, every day. Yeah. Right? So that that's also the whole thing. But yeah. also, Jen, shut up. Yeah, it brought to me, remember what I mentioned last episode, which is I think Lisa is friends with Jen and she keeps feeling sympathy for Jen because I wouldn't be surprised if Jen has said this to Lisa before. Like, you don't know what it's like to be a brown girl in this group, right? And Lisa being like, oh shit, I'm not trying to get canceled is like, no, we need to be kinder to Jen. Mm -hmm. She's been triggered. It's really Mm -hmm. hard for her. Her life is hard. Mm-hmm. But what really pissed me off is that she says, everybody's talking about like how their kids felt, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jen goes, what about my kids? Don't you guys realize how my kids feel? I'm like, when your kids feel when what? When you act like a crazy person? When you were aggressive? Yes. And you were like throwing stuff at their dad's birthday party where then he had to leave? The times that you scream and shout and yeah. act like a fool in front of your grown children? It's offensive. Ugh. It's so offensive because she's blatantly gaslighting. But what is – you know why I love watching it anyway? It's not that offensive. The reason why I still loved watching it is because rarely do you have a moment where you see somebody that's delusional on TV and you know that their uppance is going to come. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like – Right. I find so it's much like, joy it's the closest in seeing to this. Feeling like, like a go- it's the closest to feeling God. Yes. But then it's like, <laughs> like she's like, she's so blatantly delusional. And she's so sure of her like crazy mm-hmm. thoughts. And Heather's right. Nobody's ever said no to Jen. This is why yeah. she keeps behaving this way. But it's like, this is the person that is going to get arrested and then yell at everybody because she thinks that Meredith is the one that told the feds. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. guess what? Jen has been under investigation for years. Um, Apparently there was somebody, I don't know on what podcast, but somebody said, I think somebody came on Kate Casey's podcast, but they said that Jen and Stu Chains both actually were witnesses or they gave testimony for 
some sort of this long-winded investigation that had been going on since 2017. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Jen doesn't know. And also this whole thing about like Meredith telling the feds. Now Meredith is also eating this whole thing up. She went and mm -hmm. watched What Happens Live and said like a bunch of like very like, ooh, maybe I did tell the feds. Like, yeah, if you, if you, it's like feeding the dummies. Tell you not to come after my family. Yeah. And apparently what basically what I've heard on internet is that Meredith hired a PI after Jen went after um, Brooks Marks. She hired a PI to invest, you know, dig into Jen to come up with some shit, mm -hmm. which is in a whole way, whole completely bizarre. I yeah. don't think any housewife has necessarily done that. Mostly, most housewives just wait for Twitter or Instagram peeps to let them know of what mm -hmm. is happening. But she hired a PI and then they got all this other stuff. And once the feds arrested Jen, that's when Meredith told the PI to reach out to the feds and share what he had found out. I'm like, do you think the feds don't have all that already? Yeah. Do you think a PI knows more than the feds? More than the feds. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's just like feeding all the idiots that like don't understand yeah. how the feds yeah. work. Yeah. And you know what? If you'd like to know how the feds work, you should follow Mandy Slutsker on Twitter mm -hmm. because you post really good stuff. And yeah, she knows a thing or two about how these things function. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. It wasn't Meredith, but I do enjoy the drama of it all. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it for this episode. Hey, guys, can you do us a favor? If you haven't yet, go ahead and leave us a, a, a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. That would be nice. Yeah. Even if you have something horrible to say, leave a five star. And if you write something funny, we will read them out. You know, I think we do need to start reading them out. Yeah. Yeah. We really need to. Okay, that's it. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she is just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are text bots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Betrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right. And you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Vipa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least I have no federal indictments. And finally, Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. 